Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, broadcasting live from the Charlotte Motor Speedway in my neck of the woods. They call it the Charlotte Motor Speedway. I've always wondered that, even though it is in Concord. But uh, you better get all technical on us now, man. Yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> think about that. But we are here, out here at the Rover. Beautiful view up here in the Speedway Club restaurant. It's a little bougie right now. People are having lunch right now, and we are looking out at the crews working on cars and also just this beautiful track that they have out here. Keep the text coming, 704-570-9610. They got the Fan Fest coming from 5 to 7 p.m. You got driver appearances, autograph session with defending Bank of America Rover, Rover 400 winner Christopher Bell, Ty Gibbs, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr., along with Xfinity Series drivers John Hunter Nemechek and Sammy Smith. The first 200 fans to pick up a wristband from the information tent near Gate 4 starting at 8 a.m. on October 6th will get access to an exclusive autograph session with all participating drivers. And with all that said, it's time to talk some college football. Let's get to the campus. Kona! All right, this weekend, college football slate. Not a ton of games that are just must-see TV, but still some intriguing matchups when you look over the landscape. And just starting locally, which team do we feel like is in most need of a win when you talk about the local ACC teams? Uh, App State and Charlotte are both off this week, so uh, they're not one of the selections. But when I look at this right now, I'm going to go with the NC State Wolfpack. I'll kick it off uh, with the Pack because they've got a big game coming with Marshall. We know they've had big changes this week sending shockwaves through that program as they move on from Brennan Armstrong, uh, bring in young MJ Morris to start now. So he's going to be able to get the third start of his career last year. He became the first freshman quarterback since Phillip Rivers in 2000 to start at Wolfpack, to start at quarterback for the Wolfpack. But Marshall's coming in. They're one of the 22 remaining undefeated teams in FBS. They beat Virginia Tech just a couple of weeks ago. 24-17. I think this is a very dangerous game for the Pack. I think that Dave Dorn and the fans, they're at odds once again. A lot of NC State fans are frustrated by what they're seeing. This offense is 11th currently in the ACC, 25.4 points per game. So they're looking for MJ Morris, KC Concepcion, and anybody else that's putting on the red and white to come out there and play some great football and get them a win against a quality Marshall team. It's hard to go anywhere else but NC State, right? Especially with MJ Morris coming in as the starting QB. Imagine dropping that game. MJ Morris comes in. <laughs> yeah, the fans are going to be Woo! beside themselves. They already are. So you make the QB change, which is a desperation move. Yes. I mean, I don't want to be too dramatic about it, but you went out and got Brennan Armstrong because of the word of Robert and I. And so when you bring him to be the offensive coordinator and then you go and get a QB because your OC vouches for that guy and he can't last up until the halfway point of the season and now you're just going to roll with the QB that you already had on the roster anyway. So I like that if they're going to make this change that you give him a chance against a Marshall team. But, man, they're 4-0. It's not like Marshall is just some real walkover team. 
Yet, no, they're not power five, but this is a squad that could sneak up on you and beat you if you don't bring your A game. I'm with you, Wes. Like, I, I think North Carolina, you could make the argument. I, they got Tez Walker back. You don't want to have a letdown after the announcement that had uh, that we had on ye uh, yesterday with Tez Walker being eligible to play again. But NC State's the one where you go 500 in six games played. Now we're talking about like bowl eligibility if you lose to Marshall, only putting up 10 points this last outing to Louisville. It's hard not to go with NC State with the team that needs to win the most. And another layer, too, I'll add on to that. If MJ Morris comes in and ignites this offense, a lot of people are going to be looking at Dave Doyle and say, hey, what the heck was going on in the first place? Why is this just now happening? Because a lot a of people point. have been clamoring for him since the preseason. There were a lot of people that did not believe in the Armstrong and our marriage, so they will be certainly watching uh, MJ Morris with a, a keen eye and want to see what he can do. But then also, when we take a look at the schedule for this week, what's the local team with the most upset potential? And that can go either way. Either they can upset someone or they can get upset. You already know which direction I'm going to go here. <laughs> I do it's indeed. the North Carolina Tar Heels. We talked about this offensive line and the struggles that they've been having as of late not being able to run the football as well, giving up a a lot of sacks which plagued them at the end of last season. They've got a Syracuse team coming in that's definitely going to be an angry bunch after what happened at Clemson. And so when you look at this, this is a balanced Syracuse squad. They're third in the ACC in scoring offense and scoring defense. They're also adept at creating turnovers. And Drake May currently right now has a 5-4 to four, uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Syracuse is ninth in the NCAA in turnovers game. They forced one last week against Clemson and a lot of people say oh Syracuse doesn't have a chance because of what Clemson did to them but guess what you don't have some of the guys that Clemson has on defense you don't have uh, some of those big boys they got rolling out there that's as athletic as they are and will be playing in the NFL I think that uh, I actually like Syracuse coming into this game off of a loss because oh, I think yeah. that sharpens the focus I think they come in there and they're ready to go and they're going to be charged and they've got uh, the requisite weapons to go in there and do what they need to do uh, I like Syracuse this weekend on the upset I, yeah, I can't find anybody in the ACC at least and you're right if we're just going with the local squads, there are a couple of teams that aren't playing this weekend, as you mentioned. App State going to be playing on Tuesday against Coastal Carolina, so App State not going to be in the mix this weekend. I, If I had to choose, mm -hmm. we talked about downplaying Louisville against Notre Dame. I guess at home, that's the one that makes the most sense to me. Syracuse has done a good job so far. I just look at the schedule, Wes, and Syracuse, man, it's been a cupcake city so far. Colgate, Western Michigan, Purdue is no bueno. And per, even if they got the win and on the road against Purdue, sure. they're not good. They scored 29 points and held Army to 16. And then when they did face a team like Clemson, who you might be, you're definitely right that North Carolina doesn't have the defenders that Clemson does. I think we both agree that Clemson doesn't have the QB that North Carolina does. You do get Tez Walker back, and the good news is you don't have to put him in there in a significant role this weekend. That's not anything that you have to do, and that is so much pressure to say, now we got to dink and dunk it and then try to go deep to Tez Walker because Drake May has been throwing the ball downfield quite a bit to the receivers he does have at his disposal. I'm with you on the offensive line. Syracuse 
did have quite a few returning starters Number on the defensive two in the side. ACC in sacks per game. Yeah, again, though, I do think that has a lot to do with how bad the teams are that they've played to this point. We'll see, though. North Carolina certainly a team that is uh, going to allow uh, the opposition to pull off an upset every once in a while. We saw it at the last month of the season for them, yes. and it started with Georgia Tech. Well, no question about it, but also, too, this Syracuse defense was really good last year, and they kind of picked up where they left off, but then also, uh, when we also talk just from a national perspective, the games that we're looking forward to this weekend, there are a few on the schedule that will definitely tickle your fancy, if mm. you will, and so I'm going to go with the Red River rivalry. That's something that I have to make sure I enunciate, because it is hard to say all together, but last year, Texas smashed Oklahoma, 49 to nothing. It's always a fun game. I love hearing about the snacks that are available at the Texas State <laughs> Fair because the fried butter is one of my all-times, and I want to be able to try that one day uh, with my blood pressure, though. Maybe I should Fried not. butter. But, uh, yeah, they beat <laughs> Oklahoma 49 to nothing last year. Brett Venables has got that defense playing pretty good. Dylan Gabriel has been lighting it up. So this is going to be a huge game. Dylan Gabriel, Quinn Ewers, uh, this has the propensity to be one of those classic Texas-Oklahoma games. Yeah, especially if you just go nationwide and some of the games that you'll be having there on a national landscape. Oklahoma, Texas, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking at some of the other matchups there. I do want to ask you about this as it pertains to the ACC as well. Okay. So LSU is ranked behind Missouri at yes. this point. 21, Willie P's Fighting Tigers are 5-0. and LSU is ranked 23rd. Those are not Willie P's Fighting Tigers. Those mm -hmm. are somebody else's Fighting Tigers. My question is, if they drop this game to Missouri, despite Missouri playing well, they'll be bowl eligible if they win this game, and they'll deserve it. Six games, bam, just wasting no time. If LSU loses and they go 3-3, three and three, will that make you feel differently yes. about Florida State? Yes. Yes. Uh, even if they're even at, after their win against Clemson, because maybe you don't trust Clemson yeah. as much. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Because we've seen Clemson, we've already seen them catch a beat down, and then now we've seen LSU not look how uh, they should look. Even though I picked LSU to win that football game, and I also thought LSU was going to win the SEC for sure. I'm wrong. Only God is an expert. Okay, but uh, when you look at it the way Florida State's played the last <laughs> couple of weeks, when they played against Boston College, how they kind of struggled, and there were some FSU fans that weren't happy about how they played at Clemson. They thought this was going to be a wipeout. They thought they were going to go down to Death Valley and handle business, but they battled in that game, and you could argue Clemson is a play here or a play there from that game going either way. Oh, for sure. So uh, I think that, yes, LSU has definitely downgraded Florida State's strength of schedule, and so that's why the no's are going to have to continue, but they're also going to have to stack on the style points because now this LSU loss isn't so glossy anymore. We know how the committee likes to look at games. So they're going to have to be dominant down the stretch to get into the college football playoffs because you see they still really quick before you go. You see they still got them hanging on the outside looking in when you look at the AP yep. poll at that five. You know when that college football playoff poll comes out, if that strip the schedule isn't right, they could be one of those teams that continually sit at five, six. I think the dominant performance in the second half is going to help them when they go back and look at LSU because even if LSU had their most recent loss to Ole Miss, still a crazy close game. So the fact that you do have style points with Florida State in that opener, I think that helps them. But look at how the schedule lines up for them. Pretty damn nicely, Wes. Virginia Tech, mm -hmm. got to be a win. Syracuse, 
Syracuse is not a bad football team. I'm not going to go fitty on you. You got to treat them like gum. No, not me. No, fitty. That's fitty. (laughs) Don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. But Syracuse, Florida State. Riley Leonard could be back by that by that Duke FSU. He could be. That's what I wanted to look at because if Duke is the hardest opponent they're going to face until you get to Miami. Yes. And even after that, it's North Alabama and then on the road I mean, You never Florida. know what you're going to get with Florida. If Duke doesn't have Riley Leonard, are you going to be questioning the strength of schedule if Louisville continues to, or excuse me, LSU continues to drop a couple games? Just something to keep an eye on. I, that That's like worst case scenario yeah. for Florida State, but I'm keeping an eye on it. There's no question the ACC has depth this season as far as quality teams in the league, but you're going to have to get a couple of teams inside of that top 15. That's why Carolina winning is important for the league to stay in that top 15 as well, because FSU is probably going to need to run the table, have those style points, and also uh, get to the championship game and have a great opponent that's inside of more than likely they would need, I think at this point, a top 10 opponent in the ACC championship game. So this weekend of college football should be fun, but when we get back on the Wesson Walker Show out here from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. We're going to get to Shrops props here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.